Now, in order to do this, we naturally turn to the sixth step, wherein we were entirely ready to have God remove these defects of character. Again, ready and willing. Doesn't say we got strength. We were ready, we were willing that God remove them in his way. Not in my way. In his way. And what does this mean? This means I will start each day, I will live each day, and whatever happens, I will accept that as Almighty God working on me, realizing that he's going to send disappointments. Why? Because he knows we need courage and faith to eliminate the recurrence of fear, realizing that he's going to send perhaps a little extra work here and there. Why? In order to help us get rid of that laziness. You know, all alcoholics by nature are lazy people, contrary to popular opinion. <laughs> oh, we were men and women of activity, yeah. Much ado about nothing. We spent many a day getting out of an hour's work. But we are lazy by nature. So God will send work in order to discipline ourselves in getting rid of the laziness. He will send humiliation. Why? In order to teach us humility. You know the difference between being humiliated and humbled? There's quite a big difference. You've heard people say, oh, I was so horribly humiliated. You know what that means? They didn't have the humility to accept what happened. The saint, something is said about him or something happens contrary to his wishes. He accepts it. He is humbled. He realizes I am only a human being among millions of human beings in this world trying to work out my salvation. So whatever happened, God permitted. God's will be done. So he's humble. But the proud person, something happens contrary to him, somebody says something against him, he hits the high heaven. He's humiliated because <laughs> he won't accept it. Because he thinks he's better than what happened. He's better than what was said. Whereas in actuality, we're not. We're just another human being. He will even send failure on occasion, again to indoctrinate us into humility. He will send criticisms. <laughs> and in AA, how he will send criticisms. <laughs> but again, he wants us to practice patience in order to overcome that impatience and anger and those resentments that take hold so easily. You know, I have had a lot of experience with um, this idea of criticism in AA. And uh, when I first was criticized in various ways, it used to irritate me because I was just another human being and very proud of that. Still haven't come too far. But I have come to a point where I ignore the criticisms. I expect them, and they no longer bother me. Of course, they tell us one fellow who used to get a nasty letter, and he would write back, he would say, Dear so-and-so, some diabolical idiot is sending out letters with your signature. <laughs> but God will permit these criticisms in order to again give us practice 
in humility. It's like the doctor. He might suggest surgery, but only if you need it. This whole sixth step, I think, in my opinion, is contained in something the Archbishop of Indianapolis, my uh, present superior, said on the occasion when he became Archbishop in Indianapolis. He had been Bishop of Leavenworth. Now, that's not the institution. That's the town, the state of, Le I mean, the diocese of Leavenworth. And he was appointed Archbishop of Indianapolis. So some of the priests from Indianapolis went over to visit him and to ask him what he wanted done on the occasion of his coming to Indianapolis and being installed as Archbishop. And he said this, Fathers, you go and arrange anything you like. I'll fit in. Now that's what we're telling God in step six. You arrange my life from now on in whatever way you think best, and I'll do my best to fit in. I'll try to accept what I can't change, I will try to change what I can't, and I will continue to come to you to get the wisdom to know the difference. What are these defects of character? Well, those are the ones we uh, listed in step four, which we discussed in step five. And so now we're going to be ready and willing for Almighty God to take care of our lives and to send whatever he wants in order to eliminate our faults, to rebuild our character. So now as we go along, we shouldn't be surprised whatever happens. God permits it or God causes it. It's God's will. You know the saints of old, that was their one theme song. God wills it. After all, everything that happens in life, God either caused are permitted. I mentioned that in a talk at the Putnamville Penitentiary Group one time. And right at this point, one of the fellows jumped up. He says, you mean to tell me it's God's will and I'm in this joint? And I says, well, I don't know. I says, let me ask you a question. Do you believe in God? He says, sure I do. I have all my life. I said, well, do you believe that God could and has the power to get you out of this uh, <laughs> joint? He says, sure I do. I says, well, <laughs> he hasn't. <laughs> he sat down. <laughs> so there we have steps four, five, and six. First, we make our inventory honestly. Secondly, we take this inventory to God to express our sorrow and our willingness for the future. Then we take it to ourselves and take a good look and assume responsibility for what has happened. Then we go to a third person and say, here is me. <laughs> Isn't it a mess? <laughs> What's the best way to unravel this? What should I do about this, that, and the other thing? And then we are entirely ready now to have God work day in and day out on our character. So may God love you and keep you along the 12 steps. Thank you. <laughs>